And now once again, we hit the road in our tour of America's voting booths eight weeks since the Supreme Court struck down a key provision of the Voting Rights Act, making certain places more free to enact changes in voting procedures without federal approval. Last week, North Carolina became the latest to make changes when the governor signed an election law overhaul that included a voter ID requirement, a requirement that Governor Pat McCrory said last week isn't a change at all. Photo ID has become a part of our everyday life. You need a photo ID to board an airplane, to cash a check, or even apply for most government benefits. Mike Tomzik is a reporter for WFAE in Charlotte, North Carolina. He says that what started as a simple voter ID bill in North Carolina has now become a federal case after the Supreme Court's ruling in June. The North Carolina House passed legislation that at the time was basically a stripped-down version that was just focused on photo ID. That was really all that it did. That bill got over to the Senate, and the Senate just sat on it. Uh, The Senate waited until the Supreme Court decision and then took that bill and really built it into what it turned out as after the Supreme Court decision, which had photo ID. It took away a popular high school program that registers thousands of high school students to vote. There will be seven fewer days of early voting. And to give you some perspective, um, in that first week of early voting in the last presidential election, more than 900,000 North Carolinians cast ballots. That's about a fifth of the entire um, of all the ballots cast in the entire election. Um, So it really went from something that was uh, relatively focused on just photo ID before the Supreme Court decision and then after it grew into this massive elections bill. You know, it really gives you a sense of just how much of a dampering effect the Voting Rights Act had and the preclearance rule had on any legislation of this of this kind. That That's normally what would have happened if uh, the Supreme Court hadn't ruled. It would have just uh, sat in committee. It wouldn't have been deemed as terribly productive because the Department of Justice could have overruled the whole thing. Our um, state attorney general even said after the Supreme Court decision, this will be a setback for voting rights in North Carolina, given our state attorney general is a Democrat and the governor and both branches of the legislature are now controlled by Republicans. But um, I mean, yeah, even our state attorney general put out this clear message that, you know, this is something that will have an effect. And we are very clearly already seeing an effect. And is this simply a matter of pent up sort of legislative energy finding, you know, a, a, a passageway now that the Supreme Court has ruled? Or would it be would it be completely wrong to suggest that this is a throwback, that this is a, a kind of a return to a pre-Voting Rights Act configuration? That that wouldn't be completely correct either, would it? Tough to say for sure. I mean, there definitely is this pent up energy because, um, you know, again, we have Republicans in control of the state legislature and the governor's mansion for the first time since Reconstruction. So, I mean, there has been this kind of sea change in North Carolina politics Um, as the Republicans who have come into power have started to implement um, their policies. And, John, all of them ran on photo ID. I mean, this is something they said, if we get into power, we're going to do. They got into power. They've done it. And actually, they've gone beyond. There are all these other things that are uh, in this elections bill that um, really weren't even talked about during the campaigns, but found a way in. And so as we look forward to 2014 and then, of course, 2016, how do you think this is going to affect the campaigning, uh, the the way politicians approach uh, candidates, the primary contests, et cetera? My first guess is the advocates for the folks who are likely to be disproportionately impacted by this. Um, the state chapter of the NAACP, for example, thinks that this could have a, a disproportionate impact on minorities. Um, they will become very active. But the other thing is, I mean, you're likely going to see longer lines. I mean, in this past uh, election campaign, 
Um, I, I did a number of stories at uh, polling sites during early voting, and there were huge lines then, <laughs> and that was with a week more time. In theory, the Department of Justice and the Voting Rights Act maintains an ability to challenge any changes that take place. But without the preclearance, of course, it's a much harder road. But uh, any chance that that's going to happen? As we know, Eric Holder, Attorney General Eric Holder, has said that um, they're going to try to figure out a way to challenge a photo ID law in Texas. Uh, I certainly would not be surprised if uh, these changes that North Carolina is trying to implement, uh, if those get some attention from the Justice Department as well. Michael Tomzik, reporter at WFAE in Charlotte, North Carolina. Thanks so much. Thanks, John. At Radiolab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry. But, but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex. Of bugs. <laughs> Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radiolab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get your podcasts.